Guys, our next guest is one of the baddest men in the UFC's middleweight division, a former champion himself. How about this run that he's been on lately, beating Jared Cannonier, Darren Till, Calvin Gaslam, back to back, almost clearing out the division yet again, the pride of Australia. Uh, Robert Whitaker, welcome back to Submission Ready, joining us from Hotel Quarantine and also not to shed in some uh, secrets, but helping us set up some lighting for this interview, being very gracious, <laughs> moving around some blinds this morning. You know, that's what I am, mate. I, I, I live to serve. <laughs> <laughs> nice guy. Nice guy. Rob is, uh, is in the house. I was going to ask, man, how's, how's the quarantine treating you this time around? We saw your funny um, stories yesterday. Hard day grinding on the, on the gaming laptop. Uh, but also the guitar as well. I imagine. Uh, yeah, yeah, I am back at it, mate. I am back at it. You know, um, it's rinse and repeat for me. I just wake up, coffees, grind, <laughs> bed. Yeah. That's 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 my life right now. I'm I'm stuck in Groundhog Day almost. That's that's but uh, that's the dream. Isolation's isolation is what it is. It's one of those things you just have to do at the moment. I kind of gotten used to it. You know, being my third time and all. But I'm itchy. I want to get out. I want to see my kids. I want to see my friends. I want to go to brunch and lunch and whatever comes between that and dinner. <laughs> <laughs> what What is the song that you're working on right now? Is there Is there like a favorite that you like to strum? Is there a Robert Whitaker favorite? Nah, not really. I just muck around with a whole bunch of stuff. I'm 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 not I'm not a, I'm not great at it. But uh, it's fun. It's fun. It gives me something to do other than just grind all day. <laughs> That's good, man. It's good to see that you're actually like working on something. I would be way too lazy to try and learn anything. Um, man, first off, excellent performance against Calvin, dude. Congratulations. Um, but it's interesting how a lot of people, including, you know, Bisping and more importantly, the misses uh, we saw on the ESPN MMA video. Uh, your misses were saying that, you know, it was your best performance, but you said you didn't remember it. Um, and I wonder, like, you know, as guys that have never fought, is it typical after fights that you don't sort of remember much from them? Is it just because, you know, you're in the middle of it? They're so, you know, quick sometimes? Yeah. When I'm in the octagon, it's just everything's happening so fast. There's, you can't think. There's no time to think. It's all muscle memory, instinct, and just reactions. Um, I guess like, most of my fights, I don't remember the specifics of a fight. I can only, I can only remember what... I'm feeling during that period, but I, I can never, like, I can never take a step back and, and look from the inside, you know, to have that out of body experience while I'm in there to see how it's going. But watching it back, I'm, I'm pretty happy with my, with my performance. We had a, I had a very solid game plan from the coaching staff and had the discipline to follow it through. Everything we worked on came out, you know, quite well. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm very happy with the win. Yeah, I think masterclass is pretty, pretty accurate. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you, like, you, you said some interesting things about how it's all business for you. Um, you kind of go in, clock in, do your job, and then go home to your kids and stuff. So I was wondering, when, when do you sort of reflect on fights? I almost now can't imagine you, you know, sitting back and reflecting on fights. I imagine you just kind of moving forward and just doing next the, the next thing. When do you reflect on fights? Yeah, well, because I have my old man with me, he likes watching the fights back because, like I think he mentioned, he did, he doesn't remember much of the fight either. He was so mm. nervous and everything, right? So uh, after the fight, he was watching it. And I was like, all right, let's have a look. And I, I, I watched it back uh, straight after the fight. But um, I generally won't take time out of my day to, to watch back fights or whatnot unless – you know, my coaching staff demand I <laughs> I look at something. But usually if it's something they want me to work on, they'll – cut it and then show me later but um i guess the only times i'll watch back fights is if i got me mates around and they want to watch it or something like that or something like that 
more or less, and they, they want to ask me some questions on, on what was going on at certain periods. But I generally don't watch too many my fights back too much. It's interesting because a while back, you know, we spoke about how you kind of, kind of were a little bit over it and you wanted to take a little break. And now, look at you. You're on this run. You've, you've basically cleared out the division. <laughs> you've beaten the toughest guys in the division. And now people are saying this is your best performance yet. I mean, I know you don't, like, look back on the fights and you don't really like it. But what does it feel to hear people say that this is your best performance yet? I mean, that's no, pretty I'm nuts. Yeah, well, no, I'm very happy about that because I don't think it is. I don't think it is my best performance. I, I didn't feel like I was giving my best performance when I was in there. I, um, I feel there is there is a lot more to come, and uh, if people are uh, you know applauding my 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 work now and my last fight, then you know buckle up. <laughs> yeah that's that's exciting to to hear man um so obviously like you know we, we've spoken a bunch of times you did a lot of media the narrative was was pretty simple you deserve the next title shot uh everybody everybody and their mum expected you to get the next title shot and rightfully so then obviously breaks the news that marvin vittori will take on israel adesanya next uh, june so take us back to i guess the night of the fight when exactly was this title shot offered to you yeah i found out about the title shot after the directly after my fight and uh they said you know fight in june adesanya blah 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 blah. and uh you know i had just come off a hard five-round fight i had some injuries i had to deal with like my hands were busted my shin was busted and uh, i have to go home and then i have two weeks of quarantine and and um yeah it's just it just wasn't wasn't possible they probably they probably had a feeling that um that was the decision i would come to I, I i can't help but feel this was a little ploy on adesanya's camp's behalf as well as like just trying to like more more than anything else really but um yeah it just wasn't possible but i'm more than happy to just chill out and wait for the winner of, the, of that fight to happen and and then I, I fight the winner because the title fight's my next fight that's that's the fight that that's happening for me and um yeah, well, I guess we'll wait and see what happens with that fight. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, even when Dana was asked, he's like, well, we offered him the fight. And I kind of did get that feeling a little bit that, at least from the UFC's perspective, they were like, all right, as long as we offer him the fight, if it, it, he, he might not take it because it's a quick turnaround, but we've offered it to him. If anyone asks, we've offered it, and then we move on to Vittori. But is it frustrating for you the fact that, you know, you versus Israel is the fight to make. It's the big fight to make. And there was no real sort of uh, opportunity for the UFC to go back, try and push it out a little bit, try and negotiate it a little bit, try and figure things out a little bit. And they just wanted to lock it and boom, right there, right there and then. Uh, I'm not too worried. I haven't thought about it too much, to be honest, because uh, Israel wanted to fight at that date. That's fine. I can't. I physically cannot make that date. I just my injuries won't heal in time. I won't get out of quarantine. I won't have a camp in time. So. Um, and it's a title fight. It's not something you can rush. Uh, so I physically cannot make that date. He really wants to fight that date. Vittori, jump in. Have a go, mate. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's, uh, and then I'll just fight the winner later on in the year. I'm, I'm, I'm cool just chilling and, and, and waiting. I'll, I'll train with that date in mind. And yeah, you know, let's see. I think sometimes when people watch uh, the UFC, they kind of look at it as a movie and they don't realize that, hey, even though Rob put, put on 
one of the best performances of his career. You still walk away out of the octagon, you know, a little bit beaten up, a little bit bruised. You were still in a fight. I mean, do you think people sort of not understand that um, after a fight, you do have to have that time to heal up? And also take us into some of those injuries. What kind of injuries did you sort of walk away with? Oh, well, you know, your usual fight injuries. <laughs> I had a, had 25 minutes of just, you know, beating bones against bones, right? <laughs> but um, but I, I, I tore the ligament to my hand that week as well. Um, before the fight? Before, yeah, before the fight. So, And it's all on record and everything. UFC know that as well. And um, so I, I need to go home and I need to do rehab on that because let me tell you, fighting isn't the best way to rehab a hand. <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there anything else? Um, not to say that, uh, you know, the, I mean, torn ligaments, that sounds pretty serious in, in the hands. You kind of need those. Um, but I know you mentioned like th- there seem to be a few. I got the sense that like uh, you may need surgery or something. No, I, but to, to be honest, I haven't. I, I did the brief check on my body after the fight, and then I said I'll I'll, I'll go get my body checked and and have a look at what's ailing me after I leave isolation. It's very hard to get like the the checkups I need, the physios I need, the doctors I need to to have a look at me while I'm in isolation because if you if you if you if you it's isolation's funny. If you want to speak to too many doctors or you want to go get certain checks done, you need to go to a hospital and trust me, you do not want to spend 2 weeks isolated in a hospital room. That that honestly sounds like the worst thing in the world. Mm. So so I'm I'm waiting for the the bruises to go away if you would. And then I'll, I'll check my body after after I leave here. Just to go back for a sec. So w- was there ever any doubt of not fighting Kelvin with, with a hand injury? Did you ever think about that? I mean, that's pretty severe. And you would not ne- be able to tell by looking at that performance that you were going in there with a hand injury. Mm, yeah. Um, I don't know. When, when I first did it, there was, I, there, there was all the initial um, concerns and everything with going into a fight with one hand. I fought... I fought too many times with one hand, and I know how hard it <laughs> is, and it is a nightmare. But, but honestly, the UFC were great in getting me to see doctors that I needed to see and, and managing it the way I did. And um, honestly, once the adrenaline kicked in, it didn't hold me back too much. I, I, I just plus I was there. I was there. It was, you know, I, I wanted to fight, and um, yeah, this is what I do. This is this is how I provide, and. Um, I had made the trip. The isolation was coming. There was no way I was, I was leaving Vegas without a paycheck. You, you say that this isn't the first time that you fought with one hand. Take us into that. How many times have you actually fought with one hand? We, did, we don't really even realize about this. Well, I fought – well, Romero I, I, I fought with, with uh, one hand after broken the first. And then, um, and then my UFC debut, so the finale of the Ultimate mm-hmm. Fighter, I went into that fight with a broken hand. Jeez. Um, and I think a couple more times really early in my um, career. That's crazy, man. And just the, the torn ligaments, like how, how did that happen? Is just wear and tear or was it? It's just one of those things. I just planted out my hand and then it gave out or rolled over it. it was, I think maybe the plane, the jet lag, you know, this it it freak accident. All right, man. So I'm, I'm just going to go back to this title shot offer because uh, when I'm sitting here picturing it, uh, it just kind of baffles me. Like I, I heard you talking to the, the delightfully handsome Brett Okamoto, who we, we love, handsome. by the way. Uh, and you were saying that it was like an hour. Use a stud. <laughs> and many other things. Uh, and 
I think it was like an hour after the fight. So take us into it. Where where exactly were you when uh, when you got this title shot offer? You've just beaten Calvin. You're what mm. wa- walking around somewhere in the back. What, what happened? Yeah, I, I it was just from the octagon on my way to the back that my coach came up to me and, and spoke to me about it and everything. So um, yeah, I just it was all just um on the go. You know, that was I don't know. <laughs> is that is that like was, is that common? Like I can't imagine that's something that happens all the time after your fights. Mate, the the whole the whole event and fight week is crazy. Things things pop up everywhere, especially after a fight, especially after wins, especially after losses. Like things just come out of nowhere. You can never you can never expect anything to be honest. And um it's, but it's not bad. It's just the nature of the beast. You just have to be prepared for that. Yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure. But obviously, as guys who have, like, never never done it, I'm trying to understand it. Like, uh, have you ever been offered a fight like that so quickly after a, a win or for a fight? Uh, it's hard for me to remember. My memory is shot. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. I'm just curious, like, was there any kind of negotiation or back and forth in any way? Like, did you, did you ask them, hey, can we push it a little bit? And, and what was said? Um, well, I, I, I don't speak to the UFC directly. I, I have my coaching staff and my manager to, to deal with that. So, um, more or less the, the only thing that I had to, to say, like they, they, they told me what, it, what, what it was. And I said, there's no way I can. And they said, I know that already, but mm. just, just let you know. And then they passed the message on, but it, it's fine the way it's working out because if they want to fight in the meantime, that's fine. I'll I'll just um I'll, I'll get my body looked at and then I'll start training and then I'll be ready for the for the winner of that one. Mm. And just out of curiosity, did they give a reason of why it has to be June twelfth specifically? I, I think Adesanya wants to fight then. Yeah, which would make sense. And uh, I know that like last time this happened. Well, it wasn't this happened, but last time there was this whole thing with Dana. They're like, oh, Rob didn't want the title shot. So just to. Con- Oh, I think we've clarified enough. You do want the title shot, but how's how's the I guess the UFC view it? Is everything cool with the UFC and Dana White and all that? You've sort of sorted everything to make sure there's no misconceptions or anything. I feel well. Everything. I assume everything's good with the UFC. I have been a great company man of late, mm-hmm. and uh, I think they should be happy. Um, I uh, yeah. I. I I guess there's, I, I, I have tried to do everything within my power to do certain things. The, the change in opponent from Costa to Gaslam. You know, on, I honestly had nothing to gain in that fight, right? Like, it was just like if I was one of those guys that like climbing the ladder in a specific route, in a, you know, finagling the system, if you would, to try and get as, as, as close to the title shot as I could, then, um, then I wouldn't have taken that fight, and I, and I would have been vouching for some other stuff, right? But no, I've I've done everything in my power to fight. I still I do want that fight. I have announced that loud and clear. Everyone knows I want that fight. Everyone is un, of the the same mindset that that is the next fight that's going to happen for 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 myself. So um, I guess I just have to get my body right, train, and then yeah, worry about the next one. Yeah, and. Uh- did they say that? All right, you'll get the uh, the winner of that fight. Have they guaranteed anything to you yet, or is it still all up in the air, depending on what happens with the with the yeah. division? I know Darren Till's coming back from an injury. I don't want to put it out there, Rob, but we've seen crazy things happen in the UFC before. Um, 
nothing in this world is guaranteed, mate. <laughs> but um, but I've 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 done my work. I've did my time in like right now. I've I've earned my I've earned the right for that title shot. My next fight's for the title. That's uh, that's my right. Yeah. So if they come to you with anything else than that, just the title. It's who else? Who else is there left to beat? <laughs> They'll bring back middleweights from the contender series. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, who, who else L- is there left Lutter to beat? or whatever. Franklin makes a comeback against. I, like <laughs> I've fought more top five dudes than uh, like anyone else. <laughs> the other thing about this fight as well is I feel like this is a huge fight. Obviously. For New Zealand and Australia, do you feel like this is a fight that needs to happen with a crowd at like a, st- a stadium like Marvel Stadium, where the initial one happened, or a big stadium in New Zealand, something like that? That's another thing. I think with the the timeline of like me healing and them resolving their fights and then camping again, I think with the way the numbers have been looking in New Zealand and Australia, that bringing out a stadium, like a packed stadium here in this part of the world is the only smart thing to do. I think it's like such a such an opportunity we could be hitting. Mm. I, I almost feel like that's part of the silver lining for the UFC. They're like, look, if it doesn't happen now, give it a few more months, maybe the whole COVID thing will be, you know, calm down a little bit and then you can do a massive stadium. Does it benefit you in any way to maybe see Adesanya fight one more time and who knows how that fight plays out, but at least you'll get some more sort of tape on him. You know, maybe there are other things you can learn about him uh, from that fight or, or Marvin for that matter. I, I don't know about trying to, trying to get tape on him. I think it definitely benefits me him having a punch up before, <laughs> before we do, right? Yeah, well, I mean, the fight itself is an interesting one because in their initial fight, you know, Vittori still put in a pretty decent performance and he's obviously a very, very tough guy. Um, when you kind of look at this rematch going down between Adesanya and Vittori, do you think people are sleeping a little bit on Vittori here? Like the fact that he could be kind of a dark horse going into this fight? I don't think they're sleeping on him. I think they're just, uh, he's getting overshadowed with Adesanya. I think Adesanya is very good. I think he's only gotten better since that last fight. And I think it's a hard fight for Vittori. That's not to say he can't win. I think Vittori's strong enough and tough enough to to turn this into a real dogfight, into a fight that Adesanya doesn't want it to, to go. So, um, yeah, I don't think they're sleeping on Vittori. I just think it is what it is. Like, Adesanya is very good. He's beaten Vittori once before, and yeah. And I know, obviously, he's so experienced and, you know, has dealt with losses in the past, but I know a lot of people are going to be looking to see what he looks like after this loss to Jan. Will you be sort of curious to see what he comes out like after losing his first MMA fight in the UFC? No, he's lost before. He's 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 an experienced guy. I think the effect of him of him losing his invincibility bubble will have less of an effect on him and more of an effect on the people he versus. Mm. It, Almost it, like an Anderson Silver esque type situation, you think? Well, well, because hype is real, and there are certain fighters that 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 ride hype. And there are certain fighters that, that believe in it and, and, and feel the effects of it. So, like, you're like Anderson Silva, when he was running through people, he, he had that aura of invincibility. And then once he got beat, people realized he can be beat, which raised, which, which I don't know, it, it broke their limiting, their, their own self-sealing, like their own self-limiters when fighting him. Hmm. That's a fascinating theory. Um, I wonder, did did you feel that at all? Like when you saw the yarn fight play out, did you feel that, uh, you know, for yourself, like when you think about, you know, rematching him? 
just in case anyone wants to steal it, that's my theory. You can just, just <laughs> you can use it, just reference me. Rob All patented. Goods. <laughs> All goods. Um, no, it's it. It's not because I, I don't I don't believe in the, the hype and that sort of stuff. I, I do believe in it, but it doesn't affect me very much. Like, mm. let's be honest, every <laughs> every bloke I fought up to today has been riding the biggest hype train in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Brunson Hall, Kenny Ned, like it's just it was silly. Like so, but um, there are fighters that it does affect more than so than others, and I feel uh, Israel's aura of invincibility did pop when he lost to Jan for whatever reason. Mm. And I want to ask you who you're actually leaning towards in in Marvin Adesanya. Uh, but before I do, just want to remind people that if if you're not running around town with a, a smooth sack, a set of smooth balls, you're missing out. Take advantage of Manscapes uh, code right now, submission, which gives you twenty percent off site wide. You can get the Lawnmower 3.0, uh, shave your balls, shave anything on your body. It is the world's best grooming tool uh, on the market in the universe, and they've got a brand new cologne, the Manscaped Signature Scent, which is light and approachable and gentle. It is calm and inviting with a citrus burst and a woody masculine finish. Beautiful bottle, hypoallergenic, and you get 20% off everything on the site with the code submission. Isn't that right, Dennis? That's right, man. And speaking of our friends, I want to mention uh, our friends at the RidgeCast because you guys could grab yourself a Ridge wallet. It holds up to 12 cards, over 30 colors, and over 40,000 five-star reviews. And it's so durable that it comes with a lifetime warranty. You guys... uh, can test drive it for 45 days and if you don't like it you can send it back with a full refund um go to the ridge.com forward slash submission now get 10 percent off today with the code word submission and get free worldwide shipping and returns and check out this bad boy here check out this bag i mean you can go traveling anywhere with this bad boy and they've got all sorts of cool things like that on the site now so get your discount and cash it's important to make some cash right now in covid times and there's only one p one place one people to do that with, and that is my bookie. You guys could sign up this week with promo code SUBMISSION to take an advantage of up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code SUBMISSION. Go to my bookie today, sign up, and make some serious cash on the flights this weekend. Share some cash with the boys as well. Uh, you can send it to us in the mail. We'll accept it. That's right. We, we accept anything. Uh, and while you're making cash on, on fight predictions, Rob, uh, i got to ask you, you know, if, if you're a betting man, um, you mentioned before that it, this could be a bit of a dogfight between Marvin and Adesanya. Um, who are you leaning towards, if, if anybody? If I was a betting man, probably Adesanya. Mm-hmm. You'd have to be. He's the, he, he's the favorite for a reason. Do you have a preference of who you verse? I guess Marvin will be a fresh face. But I, I, if I was in your shoes, you know, you got to imagine you want that rematch. Do you have a preference of who you face? Uh, not really. Maybe Marvin. He'd be cool. Why? Why yeah. is that? Someone fresh? Yeah, someone different. And yeah, Adesanya's hard. <laughs> <laughs> He's a tricky bastard, man. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. That running that back would be fun too. Mm. So, we'll see. Maybe you can do it in Italy. You, you versus Marvin in Italy. <laughs> in um, a stadium in Italy, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna in ask. Coliseum. Do you like? Have you thought about the fact that, like, you know? holding the belt again right by the time that happens you've kind of almost cleared out the division it's almost it's almost like funny thinking about you know you as a champion now it's like who would you even defend the belt against has that entered your mind at all Nah, that's that's future rob's problems Mm. (laughs) but how do you reflect though on like I, i remember you telling us a while ago about how it's not really about being the champion it's about being the best 
I get it. I think I get it now. I didn't get it, but now, now I get it. But when you look at your body of work, it's like you've beaten so many of the top guys in the middleweight division. How do you sort of, you know, reflect on that? It was similar you see, to that, before your first run as well. Yeah, that's that's why I do it. That's that's the thing that gives me a little kicks. That's the thing that makes me enjoy the game is like reflecting on all my hard fights and beating them all and winning them all. That I love that. That's why I do this. It's not, it's not to be the champ. It's not to, to wear the belt. It's to, to be at the top. It's to look back at a trail of destruction and smile. Now that, now that explains why you smile so much during press week. There's a, quite a bit of a trail of distraction left for you already. Okay, before we let, we'll let you go, because we know it's game time and we're cutting in here, but I want to talk about business, Rob, as well, because I want to talk about your gym. Um, you said that you're looking forward to going home and opening up a bigger gym. What's the plan for that, man? Especially for I all am. the Aussie fans that want to train with you. I am, I am. So if, you, if you're in the area of Southwest Sydney, we are, we are opening up a bigger and better gym than ever. We, um, yeah, the, the Smeaton Grange has killed it. And like, that's where myself and Jacob and the competition chain, team train out of. So we are looking for a bigger facility to be able to house all, all our members and, and obviously the competition and fight team more comfortably. So we're looking to, to, to move into a much bigger venue. Uh, there are things locked in and in place, which I will be revealing soon. But if you're in the southwest Sydney of of um, of New South Wales, like keep your eye out because in the next coming weeks, I'm going to be launching something big. Damn. Well, if you want to keep an eye on the trail of destruction, make sure to follow Robert Whitaker on social media, Robert Whitaker MMA. A lot of great merch and things popping up there as well. And Rob, we hope you enjoy quarantine, man. Can't wait to see what's next. Hope the hand heals up and enjoy your gaming, man. I appreciate it, mate. Have a good one. <laughs>